Welcome to the Gamers Inn. Come on in, pull up a chair next to the fire. It looks like you've had a long journey. I'm your host, Jocelyn, and joining me as always is my co-host, Ryan. Hello, Ryan. Hello, Jocelyn. We're back quickly. We are back. Yes, very quickly. (laughs) We have lots and lots and lots of stuff to get into this week because, Ryan, you have been, like, slamming out game time. (laughs) (laughs) You know, um... It's, I felt empty to like this morning, like today when I was kind of thinking about what game I'm going to play next, because not only did I finish uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake over the last month and a half, I finally finished it this week. Uh, what? I, yeah, I did. <laughs> That's not even in the notes, it's you not, guys. Like, I can't believe, like, I mean, I guess, yes, technically you're on parental leave right now, but holy crap, man. I'm not playing. <laughs> like, here's the thing. Like, I yes, I am on parental leave. So a bit of secret sauce, like most of the time. I'm I'm playing like kids go down at seven and uh, Abby or uh, Isabel. I'm doing what my mother does. I'm going to name all the kids names. <laughs> one of one of the kids. One yeah. of the kids. <laughs> the youngest one. What's her name? Um, so, yeah, when Izzy's, uh, you know, after the kids go down, Izzy like she just she goes down. But it, she, it takes it takes Ashley to try to, you know, to feed her and then put her down like I'm she does she does not want me for that. Izzy does not want me for that. But uh, anyways, I'm just kind of like, well, I'm. I'm, I can't sit here and chat. I'm going to go play games. So that's sort of when I play games is like in the evening for, for a couple hours. And sometimes during the day I'll get some time. But, you know, uh, that's usually when the kids are downstairs like having their quiet time with TV. And um, I've got wireless headphones for the PS4, so that helps. But I just I don't want the kids like coming up. It's like, oh, Daddy, what's growing on that person's face? And why is it trying to eat you? <laughs> and I mean... Those are all valid questions, uh, and you, you can easily hit the PlayStation button. I love that about the PS, the PS4, and it's very parent friendly in that it has the, you know, rest and suspend, and it always works perfectly. Um, you can close out of an app and instantly open it back up. The wireless headphones are phenomenal, so um, hopefully the PS5 continues with that trend. But uh, yeah, I've just been, yeah, with Last of Us Part Two, I've just put my head down. And I hate doing this because it really just it messes with the way I play games because I like to dabble. I like to, you know, go around and taste different things like, oh, this is this is spicy. This is um, this is violent, you know, that sort of thing. And uh, <laughs> uh, I was okay. going with food. And I thought we were food. And then you said violent. And I was like, what know. are you eating that that either makes you feel violent or makes your insides violent? A like, violent reaction. Tacos? sure i mean we stopped having tacos with ground beef and it really helps uh if you have it with chicken it's just less violent um although still spicy so it's the best of both worlds anyways no i think with uh so with the last of us i really like put my head down and most folks who want to experience you know a game like the last of us after seven years waiting for the sequel you're you're gonna put your head down and 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 play it and avoid spoilers and and i did manage to do that i there was a huge leak uh of the game that that spoiled very pivotal moments that I did not ex- that I that I avoided and I'm so happy I did because I think from from the way I experience the story I really want to experience it not only the way the creators envisioned but also at my own pace and to just discover it for myself you know some people like those tidbits those bullet points as they're going into the game and and I can understand that especially if you don't have a lot of time to play games you just kind of want to you know, feed yourself some additional information to tie you over until you get some more game time. But it was very much a goal of mine to finish this game without being spoiled to in, in any fashion. So I did manage yeah. that. And uh, 
I have to say that game is uh, quite the experience. You you don't really get games like this very often where they tell a story that is just not your typical video game story in that yes there's there's uh, it starts off kind of black and white and you know these are the good guys these are the bad guys but but it really it goes from there in ways that that makes you think and makes you experience um things that you normally wouldn't in in other games that are more cut and dry good guy bad guy type thing now there is still like the tropes of the zombie you know apocalypse where like okay everything's going well so here's the moment where you know shit goes down right and sure enough, yes, you you get jumped or, you know, some guy jumps from behind a corner and is like, Bleh, you know, and it happens. Uh, that's a video game trope, but it keeps things interesting. But I just, uh, I'm having, I had a really great time with it. And I use great in quotations because, yeah, there's a lot of like bleak, very devastating things that are happening. But the story they're telling fits the mayhem and the the violence that you see in a lot of these uh, trailers for the game right so it works as opposed to the first one was uh, like i said it was about a journey this one is very much about you know uh, a a story of revenge and and what that costs so uh yeah i highly recommend i mean it i highly recommend it but at the end of the day like (laughs) if you played the first one you're probably playing this one I was going to say, and that's that's one thing that I keep asking, Ryan, because mm. obviously it's been a kind of busy, stressful uh, couple of weeks. And it's if Last of Us Part Two had come out at like any other point in history, I would have picked it up and played it. But I've been so um, th- just tired physically and mentally that I'm like, I don't know if I can actually handle this game. Like, I don't want more kind of like frustration in my life is this is this a game you can actually recommend so in the end i'm glad that you've kind of um that you've made it all the way through you've seen the whole story now and it does still fit into the realm of worth recommending even right now because i mean you know even with all the caveats of like how i currently am feeling about the state of the world you know ryan's very much like no i think you still can (laughs) you know like there's an interesting good story here to be told there's some good mechanics it felt like i had all the tools that i needed for each set of combat Mm -hmm. and you know like so the combat and game mechanics themselves aren't too frustrating and the story is good so you know it's it's worth seeing and there's a lot of like there's a lot of interest there so you know it kind of went it's it seems like ryan your review is kind of like down right down the middle and and i think this is just like part of our online culture now but like the there there was like 10 out of 10 good reviews and like 5 out of 10 bad reviews and they were both, like we mentioned uh, before the game even came out, they very much seemed to be making the same points, but interpreting the game wildly differently, hence mm-hmm. the the good versus bad reviews. And you seemed to be kind of right down the middle. You were like, no, it was like, it had all those things, but, you know, this is my take. And I think it's, you know, not the greatest of all great things, but not terrible either. Like, it's a really solid experience. Yeah. And if I... you like the first one, you like the second one. Exactly. Like, I... I, I really think that over the course of time, as I have more time to process the story, um, I'll probably, it's hard to say I'll appreciate the story, but I, I really, I appreciate the fact that the game developers decided to tell the story because they really didn't, you know, a lot of people will make the argument they didn't need to make a sequel. It's like, yeah, they didn't. I mean, 
from a story perspective, the first one leaves it on such a such a an interesting uh, pause. And when that game ends, you're sitting there thinking like, wow, where does it go from here? Uh, you know, you can kind of extrapolate a little bit, but like there's so many character moments that you kind of, well, does this person find out that? And blah, blah, blah. And, and I think in the second one, they take the ending of the first one and they run with it. They they run with um, sort of addressing the ending of the first one, and it feeds through the entire game. Like when a lot of people say, like, "Oh, this is the Last of Us Two," it's like, no, this is the Last of Us Part Two. It is the second part to the story that was told in Part One. And I I think really like there's a difference between a numbered sequel and a Part Two. And I not I'm not sure I've experienced that in video games before. And it really is from a from a story perspective an interesting story that they're telling and a compelling story and um uh, yeah it's it, and it's so hard to to talk about it without spoiling it cuz i mean if i could spoil it it would there would be like some key plot points that i'd be able to point to and like see no other video game really does this and it's putting you in a position where you as the player like you feel those those uh those those feelings because you just you do and then uh it just again last of us part two (laughs) feeling your feelings you i mean again like i think uh for folks who have played it and and even for those who uh have heard people talk about it with full context you you'd be like yeah okay that's interesting i i get that and um we are i'm gonna try to i am setting up a spoiler cast we're gonna do a spoiler cast at some point we'll have it on the feed probably in july i I want some more time to let the game settle and also let people you know get their their feelings out of the game and and because there's a lot catch up right so so how much time did you actually spend playing the story of last of us part two like how many hours are we talking it's about 24 hours so uh it's a 24 hour game too too bad then no it's fine and it doesn't overstay its welcome i i think a lot of naughty dog games specifically the uncharted franchise there's always like one more level than you were really needed not that that final level was bad it just felt like i think i'm done murdering a bunch of people and smiling about <laughs> it you know <laughs> and uh and i always felt that about the uncharted games i love them to death but it's just that was always a fault i i but I so, well them. i think a lot of games lately could i guess benefit from some editing mm-hmm. and and some shortening down of some story points for sure um and now whether that is you know Maybe each level could use one less room of bad guys <laughs> or sure. something, you know, or, you know, you can get the the story across with maybe not quite as much, mm-hmm. just period. Uh, so, yeah, I think it, there's there's nothing wrong with saying games have kind of felt a little bit stretched lately. And when I say lately, I mean, like the last three to five years. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I say three to five years when, you know, like nine years ago, we started Gamers In with a game that we spent 150 hours in. So, you know, it's not exclusive to the last three to five years, but it feels like a lot of particularly single player content has has been stretched to to hit those, you know, longer stories, bigger worlds. Like yeah. we have this that's better than everybody else. And it's like, yeah, but I'd rather you tell me a good story in 20 hours than you know, you try to tell the good story, but stretch it over 24 just to have like an extra 15 minutes than the last guy, you know? <laughs> yeah, I 
I think that this game, once you've completed it, you realize that, okay, that was, that was paced very well because I never felt that, uh, I felt in the moment I felt like, oh man, how long is this going to take? I may have felt that in the moment, but then once I, I gave the game a chance and kept going, it was like, okay, never mind. I wasn't feeling that because of poor design. I was feeling that because of feelings. And that's right. all I'll say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I think probably just, yeah, we'll save it, save it for the for the spoiler cast and just, yes. you know, let everybody know that feelings were had. More <laughs> feelings shall be discussed sure. at a later date. <laughs> I got to put my feelings in a box and sort them by, you know, alphabetical order and then chronological and then we'll get there. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get there. Uh, so tell me about Little Orpheus, because when I first read your notes on this, sure. I thought it was SpongeBob. I didn't realize that there were two <laughs> different games. I thought it was SpongeBob goes to the center of the earth. And I'm like, I'm here for this. Well, let's go. I <laughs> but mean, never mind. No. <laughs> tell me about your resubscribing to Apple Arcade and discovering Little Orpheus. <laughs> so SpongeBob does play a part in this. So the kids. Uh, so I have a I think I talked about it on the show, but I have this small little um it's a sn it's a it's a little controller by 8-bit dough and it's made to look like a super nes controller and pairs wonderfully with my ipad and uh the kids have been into spongebob and i saw that they added a new spongebob game to apple arcade so i was like oh maybe this is something the kids would be interested in and they were for a little bit and we played for a little bit and i think it was like a it's kind of like an endless runner with some platforming controls so it quickly became a little too cumbersome for them, but they did enjoy sort of, oh, there's Plankton and all those guys. Uh, <laughs> you know, those guys. Yeah, I know. Yeah, SpongeBob's <laughs> been around for a while. You guys get it. Uh, but, you know, it, you resubscribe to Apple Arcade and there's just all of these other great games. I I, I forgot how many, the you know, the how many and the quality of these games that Apple's been putting out there. And I really think that resubscribing if you're into you know um smaller games we just talked about playing smaller games uh i think it's a great sort of investment i think it's like six bucks canadian so five dollars american and there's just a lot of these little great games and one of those that came out i think last week is called little orpheus and it's by the chinese room which is uh they did uh, dear escher which is a game we both played uh, we a did. long time ago yeah <laughs> uh yeah, and uh, they also did Everybody Goes to the Rapture, which was a PS4 exclusive at the time. Um, where these were the walking simulators, quote unquote, that a lot of people loved and or hated. And uh, this is not a walking simulator, but it very much is a narrative-driven game where you play a uh, Russian cosmonaut who has somehow figured out a way to get onto this ship. To they were going to burrow into the crust of the Earth to to set up a colony at the center of the earth see if they could colonize uh molten latin no uh, colonize the uh the center <laughs> of the earth and i mean it's very much based on that common uh i can't remember the actual like tale but it's 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 the 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 lost world at the center of the earth there was like a disney movie about it and i, I there's got to be an old book about it and i'm not remembering it and uh I feel bad, but you've been to Disneyland. What is that book? It's not. It's not forty thousand leagues under the sea. That's that's the sea, but there's one for uh. Earth. Am I am I making this up? Like, there's an old TV show with a really bad theme, and then like Will Ferrell did a movie about it. 
Is it just journey to the center of the earth? I think so. But I think that's the rock, isn't it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. I could have looked this up all beforehand, but this makes for Why much more. Why bother? Yeah, I mean, it's not even what we're talking about. We're talking about this game called Little Orpheus. So it's uh, very much a, a Russian. Uh, it's got like all these Russian accents going on. I'm pretty sure most of them are fake. Uh, so it, it's very over the top. It might, they might not be fake, but they're very over the top. And it's set in the 1960s, so it's got this very retro vibe. And you play this character that is retelling what happened at the center of the earth to one of the generals. And it's very comedic. It's, it doesn't take itself very seriously. But um, it's just a very simple narrative-driven game as you're walking around. It's a platformer. And as you're walking around, you're hearing these voiceovers from the general and yourself explaining going back and forth about what happened and uh you know it's all separated into episodes so it's got that very like episodic feel like next time on little orpheus and it does like some animations and some cool narration it's just got some really great sort of style and it's bite size so you can go in play it and jump out whenever you want and it's uh i've been really enjoying it i've, I've been actually playing it on the on the treadmill i needed something less cumbersome while i was trying to focus on not falling and hitting my face right and, and this has worked quite well <laughs> uh notice there's no damage to my face you can't hear it at least but um yeah it's really cool and if you have an apple device uh it's certainly worth checking out i'm playing it on the ipad i think it does benefit from having a larger screen and definitely mm. playing with a controller because there are a lot of like there's platforming it's not very precise but at the end of the day it's it's probably not as fun with touch controllers. You're going to want like a Bluetooth enabled controller, which you can use a PS4 controller. It works perfectly. You oh, just, neat. Yeah, you just sync it and you're good to I've go. I've never, like, I mean, my iPad is an iPad Air from the very first generation of iPad Airs. Sure. I'm pretty sure I bought it like in 2013, maybe 2014. So it's pretty old at this point. Um, <laughs> I don't like, I don't know if it could handle that kind of stuff, but I mean, maybe it can. Maybe I'm not. Basically, it's just my Netflix machine now when I travel. <laughs> like yeah. that's basically all it, all I do because it has trouble even just with Hearthstone. So, yeah. I mean, you do have <laughs> maybe an iPhone. I'll give it a so. shot, but yeah, I do have. A, I yeah, I do have my iPhone. But but, yeah, but like I said, this one specifically. Not huge. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's um it's it's not a it's probably something best played with a with a with a larger screen but but i've been enjoying it like i said it's it's a simple sort of platformer there's a couple puzzles where you're pulling stuff and jumping and finding ways to to move some orbs i'm very early on so uh maybe it gets a little more complex but the story is interesting like you you obviously know your character makes it out because he's he's being interviewed i guess three years later after he went missing Mm. and he's just kind of explaining what happened and it and there's there it's 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 kind of an and you know what it's a nice sort of break from the last of us cuz before before we started recording i had pre-ordered the digital deluxe edition of the last of us part 2 and i'm just sitting there before recording just like leafing through the art book and the concept art that's in it and just in the soundtracks playing over the headphones and i'm like this probably isn't good for for my mind to just sit here and look at the concept <laughs> art and listen to this very you know, moody music. So I, I got up and I came over here and I, I started listening to the music because I got came with a soundtrack as well. But this this game is the perfect sort of break from that. It's it's very light. It's very colorful. You know, there are no zombies. There are dinosaurs, but no zombies. 
but yeah, it's uh, it's a delightful little game. I, I think it's certainly worth checking out if you have an Apple device. And the Apple Arcade has a lot of great uh, titles now. Like the service has been around for what six months, seven months. So they've really expanded. They usually add a game like once a week, I think. So there's a lot in there. Well, I also played something that was a little bit more relaxing and colorful. (laughs) Um, I actually revisited Raft. So if you guys don't remember, I talked about this title back in like January 2019, like a pretty much a year and a half ago. And so Raft is the kind of like survival based game where you start on like four squares worth of a raft floating in the ocean and you have to use a hook to like pull supplies in so there's like palm leaves and pieces of plastic and planks and stuff and you pull them in towards your raft and you can't go in the water because there's a shark that's constantly circling you that will at different intervals um like come in and attack your raft and and pull it apart if you don't fight it off and and stuff like that so that's like the very base of the game and when i first played it it's technically still in early access but it was like early early access when i first started and so now i think they're up to like update 11 or something they've been they've been coming back to the game and updating it about you know once a month basically since the last time i played and they've added so much like the kind of old end game was very much built around um, building like a receiver and an antenna and then like finding a signal. But there wasn't a whole lot of story. There wasn't a whole lot of lore. It was just kind of like once you got this this whole thing assembled, which wasn't all that difficult. Um, I think I played for about 10 hours. I did, you know, about half that time was me playing by myself. The other half of that time was me playing uh, co-op and basically that's about the length of kind of game that there was. And then once you assembled the, um, the antenna, then that was kind of the, the end of the game basically. But now they like, they have added so many more things that you can essentially make your raft like a floating, like city almost (laughs) like not city in terms of like you can get other people to like move into your raft and stuff but like they've added animals that you can like go and catch and then bring on your raft and and care for and they've added like destinations there's like new islands you can find and you you like dock your raft and you can leave it and you can go and explore uh and you know they're large enough because originally when I was playing the game there were these little small islands that you would find some resources around you could dive into the very shallow water and kind of find like sand and and rocks and and um like scrap metal and things were usually around these small islands in the middle of this giant water goes on forever ocean but um since then they've added much much larger 
like areas to go and explore that have like like they're big enough that they have like bears on them hmm. <laughs> like so they are like, like a full on type situation like continents yeah kind of hmm. um and you can go like they've added um they've added bees and honey and stuff so you can make a net now very animal crossing-esque <laughs> and the honey has like different applications and stuff and they've also added Ooh. this like whole now, I haven't actually had a chance to to go through it, so I don't know how extensive it is, but they basically have added like a backstory, not only for your character, but the world so that you can kind of figure out like what happened, why you ended up on a raft in the first place. Like you go to different locations and you find like journal pages and stuff. And the way that you do that is that they've actually created an entire, like you can basically put like, a boat engine on your raft now as one of the kind of like end game mechanics and you can make your own like biofuel and like they've just they've really expanded the world of raft and they've given you a whole lot more to do like before it was basically just like you find all the blueprints you build your antenna that's kind of the end of it now you can find you know other locations or whatever but there wasn't too much past that that was just kind of like end game. And like I say, it was like five or six hours probably. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, and it's now a whole, whole lot different. So it's, really... it's also um, it's on sale on Steam right now. So I think it's 30% off and it was only $22 Canadian. It's on sale now for like 15 Canadian. So you're probably looking at like 10 or 12 bucks American and even just the starting experience where you haven't really gotten into all of that like end game type stuff is really, really calming because there's like, even though you do have a, a shark like circling you and, you know, he's he comes and attacks the boat from now and again, like the um, the soundtrack is really calming. I love the music in it and it's very like cathartic to just like you've got this hook and you just throw it out and then you're just pulling materials into the raft and it sounds really simple but it's it's very much like scratching the animal crossing itch that i've kind of lost for that game because like everyone and we've been talking about this in the animal crossing uh channel in our discord but it's like everyone seems to have these like big grand ideas for what their islands are going to look like. And I'm just like, I have no ideas. All I've been doing is like growing flowers because I literally don't know what to do. So I'm not even like logging in every day. I totally missed out on the wedding event this June, like literally this June. I was just logging in, checking the store, buying stuff I wanted and then logging out. So mm -hmm. this is giving me those same sort of like collect and create vibes without like the pressure of look at this amazing one for one reproduction of New York City I created in Animal Crossing type stuff, right? Well, like <laughs> I think that's what what kind of tarnishes these games for me is uh when you when you see the 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 grand scope people have when with their creations like we were you were saying like you can have a bunch of animals and i immediately jumped to well what have you built you know the uh like a noah's ark style situation where you have a giant boat with all the animals and uh everyone lives happily ever well, i don't know whatever but that just sounds like such a, a large amount of work and and what you're describing to me is um this this simple 
sort of experience that you just you, know, you go out, you enjoy yourself, you listen to some some rad tunes, you you ignore the shark. That sounds you poke relaxing. A shark in the face, yeah. Sure, give him a good old you know bop on the nose so he doesn't come back. Which right now I am involved in the battle royale with this one shark that for some reason I can't kill. Right. He's just, I keep like jumping in the water. He keeps trying to bite me, and I'm like, no, stab with my pointy stick. Literally a pointy stick. Maybe that he's is the shark all I have to fight the shark. And he's got like maybe because i mean he's clearly got millions of years of evolution and a whole lot of teeth on his side and i'm in there with a pointy stick going haha i'm gonna get you shark and he's like aha i'm gonna eat your legs mm. you have to match spoiler alert pointies. the shark is winning oh, well. uh i think that but all i want to do is like explore the island because i have found a little island like very very little mm. and i just kind of want to like swim out go get some some different like supplies and stuff because the other thing is the the supplies are like infinitely spawning and whatever direction your raft is floating which eventually you can build a sail and you can have a little bit more agency over where you're going but um yeah basically uh the supplies are infinitely spawning and you just like once you you stop your boat they just kind of spawn around you so yeah, there's a whole bunch of supplies around my island. And all I want to do is like go for a swim, go grab them and come back to my raft. And that shark's like, no, you no. will stay out of the water. And I'm like, but but they're right there. There's a barrel. The barrels are the best things. That's where you store <laughs> all your most important stuff. Exactly. Exactly. Barrels, so uh, Bushels, barrels. It, it's, uh, it sounds like a... I remember when we first discussed it, it sounded like a really interesting um idea of uh you know just building something to survive on it doesn't need to be extravagant as long as it keeps you alive and i i love the idea of these games where it's this gradual not only is the game being developed this way but you're you're building your structure this way like this gradual progression where it's okay we're gonna build a new expansion onto this raft and it's gonna be like the kitchen and and now we're gonna do an upstairs to our raft and it just gets more and more extravagant where you're building like an oil rig at this point and uh I just <laughs> yeah like that's basically it. what it is yeah is you're you're slowly expanding you can build out and up you can go you know as wide or as tall as you'd like and it's they can get very extravagant but you do start very with a very basic set of recipes and it's very much about just like survival there's hunger and thirst so you can create a server that is because this is the other thing is you create servers and then your friends can kind of like jump in and jump out of your game as they want to um and you could turn that off too so right now i've got it turned off and i'm just in a like a solo raft adventure but um yeah you just like start a server you make all you set all your own rules you can literally turn off hunger and thirst and just play you know to kind of explore without those added pressures um yeah but I don't know, man. It's it's a it's a lot of fun. I've really been enjoying it. It's it's been very relaxing. And like I said, they've added to the experience a lot more and it's on sale right now. So yeah. if you haven't checked it out, I do very, very, very highly recommend it. And I can't believe it's still in early access. Like, I don't know what's going to happen when it kind of gets out of early access and fully launches. I kind of don't know why it hasn't because it's also seems a whole lot less like glitchy not that it was too glitchy originally but um yeah it it feels quite polished like i would expect this to be like a fully launched indie game but i guess technically it's still early access for whatever reason so yeah 
go and check out Raft. And Ryan, you also had another really kind of cool experience this week because you played uh, Polybridge 2, which we talked about last week, but you got a chance to use the Twitch extension. So tell mm -hmm. me what this was like. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I haven't streamed in a while. And uh, so I had to kind of get everything set back up. But I did right. want to experience um, Polybridge's to Twitch extension because it was very much in the marketing of like, this is a big deal. Uh, and, and I like games that not just uh, say, oh, you know, we're a great Twitch game. And there are a lot of those. But it's always great when they build something that actually makes it a great Twitch game. So I was curious to see what this extension was was like. And I set it up. It was fairly simple. You know, you go to your Twitch page, you add the extension, it gives you a code to then add in the game and that connects it. Very simple. You start your session when you're when you're streaming uh, in the game and then that launches your uh, extension on your page that people can then interact with your level. So I streamed it for about two hours. I really only planned to stream for an hour, but um it just goes to, and again, I'm a Twitch newbie and uh, I know a lot of people are like, yeah, of course that's how that works. That's the reason they do that. But, you know, I set the game to Polybridge 2 and all of a sudden I'm seeing people in my chat that I've never seen before. And I really, truly believe it's not because they want to see me build bridges. It's because they want to build <laughs> bridges with interact. me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I so think were so they cool. able to like get in there and like mess with your bridge or was it like they make suggestions and then you're like, yes, I want to do that. Yeah. So, uh, I'll have the, I'll link the VOD and, and people can check it out, but essentially on my screen and, and the players see this as well is there's this little transparent window that shows suggestions uh, being queued and those suggestions are separate designs from what I'm building. So the way I would do it and it worked quite well is I would load a level, I would, I would try to solve it and once I've solved it based on there was back and forth in the chat as well. Once I've solved it, I would say, okay, let's see what the, you know, super gamer suggested and, or, and these are real, you know, names, but they, they would suggest <laughs> a bridge and you would click on it and it would show you sort of the, the basic, uh, layout, which, which was very kind of rudimentary, more like primary colors to, to signify what parts they were using, whether it was wood or steel. So you'd click on it and you would load the suggestion, which does replace what you have on screen, I did not find a way to kind of roll back to my design, which is why I was always okay. waiting until I finished. But I would load their design and then see what they were doing and kind of make sure. And if it didn't run, I would kind of tinker with it. So it was a lot of fun to see what the community was coming up with, because clearly um, a funny story basically is like clearly the community that was joining me, they were like talking like shop, like, oh, well, you should build a diamond. And I'm like, what? I'm not an engineer. What does that mean? It's like, well, it's two triangles. It's great for support. And I'm like, okay, um, I'll try. It's, and I, I, I think I got a little defensive because they were kind of like guiding me through the levels. Like, oh, if you build this there and that there, and that's how this works, you, you'll be fine. And I'm like, guys, 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 I, I'm not very good at <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, no spoilers. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and and, and <laughs> one of the guys in chat said and i and they were all great i gotta say they were all fantastic but i did get a little defensive and he's like i don't think you're giving us enough credit for how nice we're being <laughs> as the guy in chat and i'm thinking to myself like man i'm glad 
like this is stressful with like four or five people watching and helping out but i'm really glad i'm not like a a streamer who has like a hundred people watching because they were being really nice and i was kind of getting my back up because of like i don't understand what you mean by build a diamond or (laughs) you know and uh i think i just i was playing around there was a couple like uh, double layer bridges so i built like an x and i'm like ooh, i built an x that seems to work what is that called and then someone in the chat says um yeah that's an x it doesn't really need a special name <laughs> i'm like well maybe i want to call it two triangles and not a diamond and and they're all and you literally got me laughing so hard i'm snorting <laughs> and again like i'm not joking this all happened and it was just it was such a unique ex- again um complete opposite of of you know talking about a unique experience with the last of us it's it's this experience of i don't think there's another game where i've ever had this happen where i'm poorly building bridges and then having it's like getting it's like getting this job as a bridge engineer and 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 in the interview saying like i'm not a very good bridge in- engineer and they're like don't worry just try and if ship breaks we'll fix it and then behind my shoulders are these people who who uh who know what they're doing (laughs) but but they're being really nice about it but then i'm that guy like okay i'm trying to figure this out like you know just help me out in certain you know ways but just let me try to figure this out even though this is a bridge that needs to get very important vehicles across and we just had such a great time we only went through like four or five levels but uh it was so fun i I don't know what the Twitch experience would be like if you had more than I had, but I think having like two or three people actively submitting designs, it was a really cool experience. And I think if you had like hundreds, it would be tough. There are some options. I I obviously didn't use these, but there are some options in the Twitch uh, within the game where you can say like, okay, um, you can enable bits. So if people uh, pay with bits to suggest their design, um, it can jump it to the top of the queue. So as opposed to having people just submit a bunch of designs for free, you can actually say like, okay, here are the bit amounts I want to enable. And uh, if someone you know, supplies bits with their design, that jumps to the top of the queue and I can click that. And it's a way to encourage support from your viewers. But in this instance, I was just trying to test it out. I wasn't like farming bits or anything. I was just, mm. just having a good time. But there are those options in there to kind of help um, and you can have, uh, you know, speaking of our conversation a couple weeks ago, in terms of uh, dick bridges, you can actually <laughs> set it. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I almost made it through and and then and then you laughed at it, which is fine. But um, you can set it up so there are moderators for your bridges. So if you are a Twitch streamer who's going to have more than four or five people watching, and if you are a popular streamer and you set it, to polybridge too i'm sure you're gonna get a lot of that community coming in to engage but you can set a moderator so all bridge designs that are coming in are being moderated because at the end of the day the three or four people that were helping me out they were submitting designs that all worked Um, right some were more complex than others like some were like we're just gonna get these cars across others were like we're gonna get these cars across in style uh but having a moderator design you come in there and be like okay this is gonna stop this person from submitting and 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 filling the filling the queue with a bunch of like designs that aren't going to work and they're just like haphazardly slapped together so there are some options in there obviously i didn't experience them because i was just kind of testing it out but it is great to see that they just didn't build this 
small little applet to allow connection. They've actually put some some real thought into it to support, you know, uh, larger Twitch streamers that might need more of those options to uh, make it a, a very fun experience. And I did have a lot mm. of fun. Um, I think uh, it's certainly worth checking out, especially if you are like trying to find something new to, to stream on Twitch that it that allows for this easy engagement. They didn't need to own the game. They just used the applet. I, did, I don't know what it looked like on their end, but for the most part, it seemed like the folks that were engaging, like they knew what they were doing. And there is some less detail in the applet where you're, where I know a lot of them, any of the bridges that involve like, um, uh, uh, what am I, hydraulics. They said there was kind of, you couldn't set the numbers. So they put the hydraulics in, but sometimes they wouldn't work because the, the numbers were off like you can um, set which connectors go which way and what stays connected and what doesn't when a hydraulic uh, basically creates a drawbridge so they were having some issues there but i could see where maybe mid-game bridges would be up to that point would be fine with a twitch applet but we did jump into a later bridge like probably i think it was like one of the hardest bridges because like let's try something a little more difficult and that was tough for for the community to kind of um, build that bridge within the applet and then supply it into the game. But I think for the most part, most midpoint bridge, like up until like world two, maybe three and a half should be fine and, and capable of having people submit designs. But we just had a blast. Like, honestly, I was planning to play for like an hour and then jump back to the last of us part two, but we just, we were just having so much fun building these bridges. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm glad that you uh, that you had a good time in Polybridge too. It sounds I saw some of the comments afterwards, and I saw some of the uh, yeah the GIF that Jim put in the Discord. It seemed like a lot of people had fun helping you out and had fun watching. Uh, I'm probably actually going to check this out uh, because it sounds like a lot of fun. So um, yeah, thanks for thanks for making sure that it works. Now I know how to use yes. Twitch, the Twitch extension, and uh, yeah, I'll have to check it out. I uh, wanted to say a thank you to our June patron, Daniel. Thank you so much for supporting the show. It is July starting tomorrow, so we're putting the call out for a July patron. You can head on over to patreon.com slash thegamersin if you would like to support the show. That brings us to the news portion of this episode. And we have, it's little tidbits, but guys, you know me. I'm going to cover literally everything that has to do with Horizon Forbidden West, even if it is just a tiny little tidbit, like a 2021 release date. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> That's like literally all it was. That and the fact that like with the PlayStation SSD, they're aiming for like no loading screens, which is also super cool. But I mean, 2021, we've got a release year. What? Yay. <laughs> That's uh, th this is a big deal. I had to include this because essentially both of us con have confirmed that it's very likely that the day we buy a PS5 is the day this game comes out. And I think a 2021 release works for me i can i did this with the xbox one uh i can wait a year um even if spider-man <laughs> comes out this fall i i really have come around on it and i think i'm comfortable waiting to play spider-man when or close to when horizon forbidden west comes out um and yeah 2021 is like next year so it's not a big deal like i it's could not see that bad yeah if it was like 2022 i'd be like uh you know that's a long wait but yeah it'll be it'll be here before we know it Really? Uh, with everything going on? <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. But this is exciting. I, I should We should have expected 2021, but um, 
It does. It's a, it is nice to hear. Which them like I, I kind of did. But yeah, I'm glad that they've actually come right out and said, yes, 2021. Mm hmm. So yeah, we've got uh, that. <laughs> it was that's a basically small like it's yeah. It is literally the tidbittiest of tidbits, but I don't even care because I am just so excited about this game that I want to just cover everything. Yeah. So yeah, the sooner we get it, the better. I'm happy. Twenty twenty one means that I'm probably gonna get. You know, I'm curious if they mean twenty twenty one and it's gonna be like around the original game's release window like if it's actually going to be like march and then i can you oh. know get my get my super awesome like collector's edition that we know they're gonna do like oh yeah man i'm so excited if for it this. were march so that like march here's the thing march to me feels like next week but right? like <laughs> the holidays 2021 seems like forever from now so i could see them propping this one up as a holiday title but also I, I think um, you look at you look at The Last of Us Part Two and The Last of Us that feels like a, a holiday title, but it's always been a game released around the summertime, and I I think Horizon could work the same way. Like make it a make, the only problem with the March release uh, of of Horizon the first one uh, was the fact that it <laughs> launched alongside Zelda, and I think that's that's what it didn't hamper its success, but it certainly you know. Um, it quieted things down when it should have been much, much more of a fanfare launch. But I don't, I don't think the sequel is going to have that problem, even if it did launch alongside like a Breath of the Wild too. Uh, I, I do really believe that, even though I loved Breath of the Wild, mm -hmm. breaking weapons and all. <laughs> <laughs> well, and speaking of Nintendo things, we also have a couple of different Pokemon news stories to mm -hmm. cover. So. Uh, there is going to be a Pokemon Snap game coming to Switch, which is exciting, mm -hmm. I guess, if you Pokemon snapped. Um, did you not Pokemon Snap? I did not Pokemon Snap, so explain to me why this is exciting. Okay, no. <laughs> so Pokemon Snap was back in the day when, uh, so Pokemon games were just like the Game Boy, and then they would come out with these weird experiences on console. So on N64, they had Pokemon Coliseum, and then they had Pokemon Snap. I, I don't know if one came before the other, but I do remember Pokemon Snap being this weird experience where it was a on-rails game where you're taking pictures of Pokemon as you as you go by them. And it, it wasn't, it was on rails. So you weren't like walking around. So you don't, yeah. And you don't like catch them, right? No. Like You just okay. capture their, uh, their wonder through the art of photography, Jocelyn. <laughs> okay. Um, and then you go to Blockbuster with your memory card and you pay for probably a pretty expensive uh, access card. And then you put your memory card into this giant, like what looked like an arcade machine and you can print off stickers that are of, of your photos. Uh, but but not large stickers, very small stickers, like uh, like s smaller than a stamp. So my parents okay. were thrilled <laughs> that I kept asking to do that. Uh, it it was a weird thing, you know. Uh, well, Blockbuster existed. It was weird, but it it just it's it's interesting that they're bringing it back because again, at the end of the day, um, I didn't anticipate a new Pokemon Snap. I don't think anyone did. And the fact that it's coming to, uh, like, it's considered new Pokemon Snap and it's coming to the Nintendo Switch, it does work. Like, as a as a handheld game, you can kind of imagine, like, uh, using the gyro controls to, like, move the Switch around to get the perfect photo, um, or even using the Pro Controller while you're playing on the TV. I'm not saying that that's going to be the most fun thing in the world, but 
it works from a standpoint of I'm surprised they didn't make it for the Wii U, to be honest. Um, but the Pokemon company really wasn't a fan of the Wii U because it was not a successful platform. Um, but with the Switch, like they're all in. So this does, this makes a lot of sense for them to bring back a, a cult classic. Uh, unfortunately, no no blockbuster. But these days, you can just take your SD card and print your own stickers. So it should be fine. We'll, we'll all survive, <laughs> I think. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, so this is something I should be stoked about. No, probably not. No, I, don't. <laughs> I mean, it's all nostalgia, right? Like, I mean, it it's all nostalgia. I think at this point, unless you know, from from the standpoint of the announcement, it's all about. Oh man, I remember Pokemon Snap, and it was great. But without knowing more about the game, like this was just like a teaser. I'm excited that they're doing a new Pokemon Snap, but I, I need to know more as to whether are they going to charge me $80 for what Pokemon Snap was in the 90s, or are they going to charge me $80 for a modernized, fully-fledged Pokemon Snap? Because again, like you can't do on-rails Pokemon Snap in 2021. That's yeah. hopefully not their plan, especially <laughs> if they're charging 80 bucks for it. Now, if it's like an open-world sort of like wild area as you're walking around and taking pictures that's a little different a little more um accessible from a from a 2021 standpoint but uh and, and i mean i say 2021 i don't even think we know when it's coming out it was just like kind of announced with no date but yeah it's gonna be interesting and it's it's being developed by bandai namco which is a, a studio that that nintendo often collaborates with so it's we'll see what it is but as of right now a lot of people are excited because they've they're bringing back pokemon snap and then i mean it's a little exciting but if if you're not into pokemon and you never played the first one it's probably not doing much <laughs> and we've got also a, a moba called pokemon unite that's coming as well now is that also a 2021 title uh or is or sooner i think i think it's a free to start game. I don't know if it's coming out in 2020. I, w- I could imagine seeing like a beta uh, in 2020, like at least a closed beta. It looks like they are kind of building this game. So it's a it's a partnership with Tencent, which uh, right okay should be interesting. <laughs> um, I mean, personally, when I saw this, a lot of people were like kind of losing their minds in a bad way, like oh my god, Pokemon Mobile. But it makes so much sense. I'm surprised they haven't done one already. You know, in the sense that these mobile MOBAs, uh, which is weird to say, but if you've ever played a MOBA that's like on the phone, I played one, I can't remember what it was called, but it was actually really good, like from a from a handheld per- perspective and just like a quick MOBA hit, it worked really well. So I look at this and I kind of think like if it controls well and you're playing as these Pokemon and you can get in for like a quick five minute match, like they played a whole match in this video and it didn't feel like a very... Uh, long experience like we're not talking about like a 20 minute match like here's the storm or or even longer for for dota or league of legends like this this felt like a a a solid mobile experience and you're going to be able to play it on your switch or your phone um and it's going to be all cross play and all that so it's interesting um a lot of people really wanted to see like a a new game in the main line or in the let's go line like do a do a gold and silver remake with the Pokemon Let's Go sort of formula. But obviously that wasn't the case. So a lot of people were bummed to see this. I think it's like, 
you know, sometimes people with YouTube culture, they're like, oh, it's got the most dislikes of all the videos. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I don't think that's a good metric. It's so easy to dislike or like a video. Like it, all it takes is. Yeah. Anyways, I don't like or dislike videos on YouTube. So uh, if something's got a bunch of dislikes, it's probably just a lot of angry people. But yeah, it's a five, five V five team based game. Um, yeah. And it's a Pokemon MOBA. Uh, we'll see how it how it goes but it looked like they were having a lot of fun while they were playing it like it looked it looked interesting it very much it, it kind of it it does have that mobile look to it which um could hamper it especially if you're looking to play it on the switch but i'm i'm casually interested i want to see what this i'll play it it's gonna be free to start but i don't see myself like getting as into it as i did with heroes of the storm you know right well, it's it, that's kind of a high bar, right? I think but so. I, it could it could be cool though. It could be cool. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be the next greatest thing, but I think it's going to be something like for the pedigree they're offering it. Like it's a Tencent, you know, uh, partnership. It's going to be on Switch and all the mobile devices and crossplay. It feels like they're putting a lot of effort and and work into it. But I mean, the Pokemon Company does like to experiment a lot with their mobile titles. But this feels like not an experiment, but a a larger undertaking that they're trying to sort of expand uh outside of the turn-based uh turn-based combat in a serious way like most of the time like pokemon snap and some of the other little titles they've talked about like um cafe mix and whatnot those are just feel like little experiments where this feels like truly a serious undertaking from on their part so mm-hmm. yeah I'm, I'm interested <laughs> cautiously optimistic sure <laughs> fair enough and then uh finally one more piece of uh nintendo news today so animal crossing and i don't know if this is new to the franchise or not because this was the first one that i've really uh spent a lot of time in but uh animal crossing is getting swimming mm-hmm. <laughs> and underwater stuff <laughs> this is new this is never from my understanding i've i've played most of the titles in the franchise there hasn't been swimming or diving um it all, looks really cool I, yeah and i mean um i've i've fallen off the animal crossing just because of time commitments and whatnot but i i kind of like the idea of of having more to explore like i felt like with an island point of view like you can kind of you already have flying in the game so you can kind of do whatever you want like they can endlessly add to it and I think using the ocean. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Wait, flying? What? Wow! I mean, there's... that's a radical interpretation of the text. <laughs> what? You can fly. I, uh... I'm, I'm what? confused. What's happening? Well, I mean, like flying in Animal Crossing, you can't. Your characters can't fly. No, no, sorry. <laughs> your characters can't fly. But the dodos, who also can't oh, fly. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Have so, airplanes. Like, I thought you were telling me that, like, <laughs> flying was coming alongside swimming. And I was like, are you insane? I Maybe. missed that. <laughs> but Jocelyn, they did tease an August update. They didn't tell us what was in it. Maybe that's Maybe the flying. it's flying. It's Maybe I'm ahead not, of the game though. here. <laughs> I, I could have sworn if I just said you can already fly kind of just like you can already fly to different islands so they can kind of endlessly expand right okay um but i like you i like where your head's at i i think we should be able to fly uh around but no i uh i mean you could collect some cool stuff from the sky um without having to shoot it down but yeah this is brand this feels like it's brand new in terms of diving and this feels like a substantial 
addition to the game where it's not event based this is a this is another thing for you to do on the island and it it looks like a lot more fun and varied than just running around picking weeds and hitting rocks with your shovel um and i'm being a little flippant there but like i i i think this is going to be really neat and it's brand new to the franchise in the sense that i don't remember doing it so it's going to be fresh and less just like oh i remember hitting rocks and the other ones too that was satisfying this is going to be brand new and fresh for me which is exciting i'm excited to play yeah animal crossing and i'm excited to see the kind of like new recipes and new furniture and stuff that we get as a result of all the things that you can get in the um like i guess like i i was gonna say underwater areas but it's not quite like full-on underwater anything right like it's no, you're you're kind of like you're, the camera. It's pans like an above and, view, yeah. Yeah, but I still think like diving for that stuff. Like you can, you can use this additional feature for more events of, uh, you know, doing some more summer stuff where you're maybe next year they do summer events where you're you're having to dive for specific items and does the ocean close up in winter? Like, are you not going to be able to get these things in the winter? Like, that's, that's interesting. Cause, and when you say winter, I mean, there's also the Southern hemisphere, right? So yeah, are they not going to be able to play this? Uh, I don't know. In July? <laughs> like, I mean, I wouldn't really want to go swimming in December. So maybe <laughs> I, I never even thought about that. Sorry, Southern hemisphere folks, but I, <laughs> I really appreciate the way Nintendo has sort of shifted their focus with the switch and the later years in the Wii U to really support their titles. And um, even if it's a shelf, like I know a lot of people got upset when, with Nintendo when they're like, this is our second year of support for Splatoon 2. This is our final, you know, update. And everyone's like, what? You're supposed to... Like, no one should expect a developer to support a game endlessly for free. But the yeah. fact that they are adding on what could be something they could hold for DLC or expansions or even a sequel for free is is really nice to see from game developers or game developers in general, but from Nintendo especially, where they've, for the longest time in their history, been a it's done we're moving on type company you know they'll patch it if they could um they haven't really even had the best track record with that in you know even the wii days but it's really cool to see them supporting the game and the fact that we're getting a tease for august like i'm i'm probably imagining that one's going to be more of the event-based update where it's like here's your fall sort of events Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's exciting to see them add to it and i and i hope i hope we get to see more of this in you know future months and and even into next year as well because i think this game could have could have some good legs and i mean it's already been doing you know selling gangbusters so it's great absolutely uh so i think that's pretty much going to do it for us tonight um as always if you have any stories or anything you'd like to share with us you can either email the show at info at gamersinpodcast.com or you can hit us up on our discord which is bit.ly slash TGI Discord. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter. You can find me, Jocelyn at Joss Plays, Ryan is at R. Murphy, and don't forget to follow the show at The Gamers Inn. Thanks for staying at The Gamers Inn. And remember, tune in next week. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. <laughs>